the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. I'm at a loss for words already. I haven't even started the show, babies. Welcome oh to, to yeah, um, local toddler in Pfizer vaccine trial here uh i don't know if this is here in san diego it's being reported on the local news and i can see my man in the booth who's already just twitching all over himself and i don't even think that he has seen uh, the uh, video i posted on facebook today of the 19 year old in australia who after resisting it many times was forced to jab her job and now her body is completely flooded with blood clots in her lungs and in her heart at 19 years old and it's just absolutely shocking to me when the truth is out there. Even if you don't, it, 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 it's Russian roulette with these shots. It's absolute Russian roulette with these shots. And why anybody would take a chance with, would put their baby, their toddler in as a human guinea pig is beyond me. And yeah, I'm shaming you as a parent. It's child abuse. It is. You as an adult, you want to take it, fine. Nobody should be forced to take it. Nobody should be told they're going to lose their job to take it. And I didn't plan to open the show with this, but I was I was incredibly disturbed by the interview that I saw and the sound clip of it from Donald Trump last night with Mark Levin. Uh, I came across the clip because somebody somebody tweeted it out today and of which he literally uh, was asked by Mark Levin, who's not the who's not Mr. Constitutional uh, protector um, when it comes to um, to to these shots. I, I don't know. I don't know Mark Levin. In reading the person I saw conducting this interview is not the person who wrote the book Liberty and Tyranny. I'll just put it that way. And I don't know if it's because he's got to, to take this side here uh, in order to keep his gig at Fox News, which is what I suspect. I think that's. I think he's been corrupted to hear Donald Trump say today. That this is like the Spanish flu. And then, but for these shots, 100 million people would have died like in the Spanish flu. That is so devoid of any any facts, science, reasoning. It's astounding to me. I don't me. want him to run anymore. He's got time to turn it around. Well, that starts tonight because he's running out of time. When we, when we have children um, being taken advantage of to push a cause... This is not about health. It's never been about health. I get that he wants to have a success that he can claim, but that's not should not be more important than truth, than facts, than American lives. I know that there are many people who still love Trump. I thought in many ways he was the and, and from from an economic standpoint, greatest president of my lifetime. But that's low hanging fruit for a Republican president. The real difficult work is and was and should have been the number one priority of him in 2017 when he took office, which was to route out the deep state, to route out the unelected bureaucrats that are transforming this country into a a communist society. And he gave them the keys to do it with the 14 days to flatten the curve. And every time Fauci went to a microphone, he paved the way for us 
to be taken over and turned into a communist state. And I beg of anybody listening to me, people that I know that have influence with Trump, that they go to him and they tell him, you don't have a chance of winning in 2024 if you don't not only back up off of being Mr. Pro-Vaccine, but you actually come out and go against the vaxes and tell people that you were lied to by Fauci, There are that the people need to slow up and do more trials. And, and not only that, but start pushing for early treatment. The AP reported today that they're scratching their heads because they can't figure out, or they reported yesterday, they cannot figure out why the continent of Africa has just kind of basically scotted, you know, skated free of coronavirus. It's not hard to figure out. Right? I mean, gee, let's think about it. Hmm. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, the two drugs that are treating malaria and parasites and are sold on every street corner, practically like every 7-Eleven. Yeah, they work. I didn't intend to start the show with anti-Trump, but when I see a toddler, when I see this, and Fauci came out over the weekend and said, basically said, well, we hope you're no longer vaccinated, by the way. First of all, they're not vaccines or you wouldn't be able to get it or give it. Now he came out and said this weekend, he, quote, hopes the boosters work, but if not, at least they strengthen the original shot so you can expect to, to have to be jabbed every six months forever. This is not about health, not about science. This is about power. And we got to take ours back. We got to fight back against this with the same strength, the same courage, the same determination, the same poise as Kyle Rittenhouse. I watched Fox News for the first time tonight since I did before the election. God bless that man. Uh, yeah, for only one reason alone, and that was for Kyle Rittenhouse. And I'm glad that Tucker got the interview and not Hannity. It was absolutely extraordinary watching this young man. You can see why he was able to keep his poise and, and probably anybody else would have just opened up and it would have been like full metal jacket on everybody and 10, 10 or 15 people would have been mowed down. The poise that he had, the ability to keep cool, coming from a place of strictly, because he was, first of all, he's just incredibly, you know, um, stable and able to calm himself in in obviously a horrific moment in which people are hunting literally chasing him down and try to kill him and tucker even asked him about that too well yeah um you know he asked him about where he keeps his calm what was so striking to me and he said look you know i i i'm I'm trying to learn uh or i have learned that i you know i can i got to keep calm because it's contagious and i can't you know get get all hyped up and get hysterical over things i can't control a couple of other things that i thought was absolutely astounding it was when he said it wasn't Kyle Rittenhouse on trial. It was self-defense. If I was convicted, no one would be privileged to defend themselves going forward. That's absolutely what this case was about. He was used for a cause and not just by the United States government, the, the from the local DA's office to the White House, to the Democrat Party, to the mainstream media and big tech. But also he was, according to him, he was used for a cause by his original team of attorneys, noted uh, attorney Lynn Wood, and then also a guy named James Pierce, in which he said they used him for a cause. They could have, they had already raised enough money to pay for his bail, but they didn't want him out. They were pressuring him to do interviews with left-leaning outlets that was not in his best interest, and he fired them. And when he hired Richards, 
uh, and, and Richard spoke to this on Friday. Richard said, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse specifically asked him, I don't want you to take my case for a cause. I don't want to be a cause. His poise. He, this is a man. It was it's literally a David versus Goliath story. Not only on the streets in which he was hunted down and kept his poise and literally only defended himself without panic. Anybody else would have panicked, right? And even then, he continued to try to de-escalate, continued to try to get away from people. Um, he only used force when he had to. He doesn't seem to have any ill will about him. But I found, I found it, 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 the time that he did show a little bit of emotion when uh, he was asked about media coverage and he said that, and, and asked about the ability to walk the streets. He's a student at Arizona State University and he wants to study nursing. This is a young man that it, it, it literally is David and, uh, David and Goliath's story. It's, it's almost as though he was asked, do you feel like somebody watched over you? He said he felt that God was in this and I believe that God was because it literally. There's no other way, Andrea. This literally to me is a miracle. I mean, you know, um, I, uh, Priscilla Schreier, I watched a sermon from hers recently, and she says, you know, everybody wants a miracle, but nobody wants to have to walk up and look at the Red Sea, right, and face that. Nobody wants to have to be walking around the walls of Jericho. Man, this, this young man faced that. He had every right to be there on those streets. He was asked to be there. He has every American, including men, have the right to go and patrol the streets, particularly to defend their lives, to defend property. In fact, we had a man on Saturday night who, uh, an Asian man who uh, was delivering food for a food delivery service company. And he stopped in the middle of his shift to drop off some food for his family. And he comes back out and three men, two of which were armed, shove a gun in his face, ask for cash. He's got the poise to tell them. Um, I don't, I, I, the cash is in the car. They go digging in his car and he shoots and, and, and kill, one died and one ended up at the hospital. If the left had their way, that man would not have been able to defend himself. Just like Kyle Rittenhouse would have been able to defend himself. These scenarios are what we, what the, uh, well, the second amendment was to stop an overreaching government, but clearly we have the right to self-defense. This is what they don't want us to have. Speaking of, of not, the, not, not having the ability to defend yourself, these victims on the streets in uh, Waukesha, I think is how you pronounce it, Wisconsin. Think about if that driver of that car had been white. Right? The driver of this car mowed down American citizens, including children like they were bowling pins and CNN and the mainstream media all rushed to try to come up with some excuse that he was fleeing some uh, somebody trying to chase him with a knife. This man had been bailed out for like 500 bucks when there was uh, there was still an outstanding warrant for him in the state of Nevada. This was a violent criminal. Who just and, and 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 I believe that he was bailed out for what trying to run his girlfriend or his wife or whoever it was over with the car. And even then, today, AOC is chanting how we need bail reform. Now, if that driver had been white, what would they be saying about a a, a car as a deadly weapon mowing people down in the streets? They would say, particularly if it was a white driver and black people in the streets, that this was an act of domestic terrorism. Because when it's a white person defending themselves or pulling the trigger, it's automatically, that's what hate crimes legislation is about. It's automatically assigning an intent inside somebody's brain, right? That's what hate crimes legislation is about. But when it's reversed, we can't, you know, we can't find any motivation here. In spite of the fact that this person's social media 
sites were all about BLM and anti-white. Marjorie Taylor Greene, and then I got to wrap here and bring in my favorite congressman. Uh, Andy Biggs, Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted out after the widespread hateful reaction to the Rittenhouse verdict and dog whistle calls to radical BLM ground troops by the mainstream media, Democrats and even the president of the United States. We must ask if they incited the mass murder in Waukesha, Wisconsin, intentional homicide. There's a complete double standard in this country. Absolutely. And it's an, it, it's not even I, I think it's even worse than that. This is about trying to set the stage to where one group of, of Americans have the right, don't have to ever have any accountability for their crimes and they get to roam free and acting all kinds of terror on the streets. And we're supposed to be left without the ability to defend ourselves. There's a push in Congress right now to federalize the definition of self-defense. And we're going to ask Congressman Biggs about that when we come back. Not And, and not only that. But did y'all know that there's another caravan on its way up through Mexico? Stay tuned. We're going to talk about it. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Y'all know I hadn't watched Fox News since before the election, but I had to watch Kyle Rittenhouse tonight. And I got to tell y'all, if I had a son, he would look like Kyle Rittenhouse. Not really, because any son of mine at 18 would probably be like me. I wasn't that poised. If I had been asked at that age about a president calling me an ugly name like a white supremacist, it would have been on. Let me tell you, I wouldn't have been nice like he was. He was a gentleman. It, right, Skins? You can imagine me at 18. He was completely composed. You would have been not very composed. <laughs> no, I would. I was raised not to swear, but I would have been using some Southern swear words in that moment. All right. Uh, w- uh, joining me now for reaction about uh, the left's push to deny us our self-defense and more is my favorite congressman. He's out of Arizona. Uh, so, of course, I'm talking about Congressman Andy Biggs. Hey, Congressman. Hey, Andrea. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm good, thanks. Now, did you know that Kyle Rittenhouse was a student at Arizona State University? I did not know that. I, I didn't know did that till tonight. That. So hat tip to you, man. You got you got him <laughs> as, as a, a matriculating student at ASU. And he's going to, he says, as of right now, he wants to be a nurse. And I just think that's absolutely amazing. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the trial, uh, the White House, the Democrats, just in general, how this young man was treated? Well, this they were trying to to uh, basically lynch this guy. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're not supposed to use the word lynch, but that's what they were trying to do here. Yeah. They lied. They said that that all three of these victims, so-called victims, the people who attacked him, who were killed and shot, they said that they were black people and they were trying to bring race into this from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It said nothing to do with race. They were going to beat this kid, this kid, Kyle Rittenhouse. They chased him for three blocks. He was trying to handle it. He was trying to push him back. They wouldn't stop. They came up. I mean, the prosecution was awful. Joe Biden was awful. All of the Democrats, the left-wing media, they all are just filled with hate and rage. And uh, they're, they're, just, they're just liars. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, and that makes me sick. It just makes me sick. And that, but they politicized this whole trial. And uh, quite frankly, it, I don't think charges should have ever been brought. But that's, that's just me. But, but well. 
uh, these people are terrible. Well, no, they tr- they shouldn't have have brought the charges because they knew that there was videotape that exonerated him. Had it had it not been for the independent journalist on the street like Drew Hernandez, he probably would have been convicted because it would have been his word against somebody like Grosskreutz. Right? Uh, he was attacked, chased down, and attacked by three career criminals, uh, one of which was a child rapist. And um, by the way, people who there are people that continue to say. Even afterwards, I heard Sean Spicer say on Newsmax that a skateboard could be a lethal weapon. A man was killed with a skateboard in a Starbucks yes. uh, last week uh, in, in uh, I think it was somewhere in L.A. So, you know, literally deadly force was used against him. He was right tonight in his interview when he said that it wasn't Kyle Rittenhouse on trial. He said it was self-defense. And if I was convicted, no one would be privileged to defend themselves. And that's what this was about, Congressman. And you know what? Even him being a it doesn't end it because Al Sharpton has said that the push now is that Congress federalize the definition of self-defense. And I don't know if you've heard that. If it, are we are there? Demo- we know that that's what the Democrats want. Are you hearing so far that there's a push to try to to try to make that happen in Congress? Well, we haven't. We look, they've been trying to get at that for ever since before I came to Congress, before I went to Congress. But the, but it is definitely they they put they put the self defense on the table. Uh, they don't like the castle doctrine. They don't like the no retreat doctrine. They don't like uh, the, you. Saw, you heard the prosecution's ridiculous thing. Well, you you, you know the guy had an a, uh, Kyle had an AR fifteen, but but the one guy only had a uh, a Glock, and the Glock really is no comparison. You know, one right. bullet from a Glock kill you just like one bullet. They, they don't know what they're talking about, which is why they're all scared to death of of guns. And that's why the prosecutor pointed a, a gun at the jury, but. Andrea, um, most people don't don't even know this, but a black man was acquitted on self-defense on the same day. That's on right. The, same day. the coffee trial, and, right? And the coffee trial. Yeah. Andrew Coffee. And so he was acquitted uh, on uh, because the system is just when it works. And uh, when it works, it's, it works well. And people should have a uh, right to defend themselves. I mean, that is. That's an inherent God-given right. If you're attacking somebody with, and and you you know this too, most people know this too. You can turn almost anything into a uh, a, a deadly weapon. Mm-hmm. You, you can turn a skateboard into it. That and there, that guy was, uh, uh, you know, the uh, high kick man, or whether they called the guy kick jump man. Yeah. I mean, you 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 could make, take somebody out with a kick jump to the head in the right place and those types of things. And you know what else is happening? Uh, you got me on a rant again. I'm sorry. Uh, you, this this guy who leads the, the House Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler, now wants to demand. He's now demanding that there be some kind of federal charges against uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. This this has got to end. Mm-hmm. This has got to end. There's no basis for it. And um, that type of thing is 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 beyond the pale. It, it really is. It's, well, yeah, it's turning I, us into a banana republic. Well, of course, the the to try to bring federal charges, we're talking to Congressman Andy Biggs out of Arizona. To do that, Congressman, they would have to somehow it would be a civil rights claim. That's why they're trying to shift because he didn't shoot anybody of color. That's why they had to shift the narrative and say that a child rapist. Who, quite frankly, should have been smoked the, the second you know he was he, he was found to have raped a child. 
quite frankly, he should have eaten a bullet right then and there. Um, but now they've got to turn the, ch- the uh, child rapist, Rosenbaum, the Huber, uh, skateboard-wielding Huber who tried to strangle his mother, and Grosskreutz, who was a, a, a convicted felon, to try to label them as social justice warriors for the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, because I do think that they're trying to think right now how in the world they could bring federal charges against him. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that the idea as that CNN, as they're trying to backpedal today with it, turns out we found out in court that he didn't take a gun across lines. Turns out this, I mean, my, my point is there, you know, there's so many people that are faced with the potential to be sandmanned to the tune of $200 million that that alone, um, tomorrow we've got Salmon's attorney on the show who's going to explain whether or not Biden can be pro- civilly prosecuted as a president. The fact that so many could lose every Everything or lose a whole bundle for defamation might make people rethink whether or not they want to continue to come after him. Well, I hope so. I mean, uh, these people tried to taint the jury. You had members of Congress doing the same thing that they did uh, in the Chauvin case and other Mm -hmm. cases, basically threatening uh, a whole community with rioting and bad act, you know, uh, violence. If they, if those people didn't get the verdict that they wanted. And mm-hmm. uh, that is just, it, it's not America. It, it, we, we look so bad because of the left and the way they view uh, justice. They don't view justice as equal justice before the law. They only view justice as being justice administered to people they do not like. And that mm-hmm. means typically punishment. And, and, uh, uh, it's it's just too much. It really is. It's so aggravating. Well, it is because really what, what what's going on right now is really it, it's reparations in the form of uh, one group of people has to suffer in the streets, suffer in their businesses. Um, we've got a crime wave across this country. And quite frankly, the Republican Party, in my opinion, didn't stand up enough to the Black Lives Matter and Antifa movement. For years it was happening. They got away with their CHOP and their CHAZ movement. They got away with burning down, uh, you know, businesses, you know, we we gave them Juneteenth Day. Um, you know we you know we they're getting bailed out or no bail even today. AOC is pushing for bail reform. Um, we've got here in California and, and around the country to where it's like if it's under a thousand dollars, you're allowed to steal it. So we've got um, the Bay Area was hit by a, th- a third consecutive yes. day of looting as fifty. Uh, uh, gang storms jewelry store after Macy's and Lululemon stores were hit. Um, you know, this is uh, I, I think in and I don't I think it was New York City to where a Louis Vuitton store was ransacked. And it's just like it, the mm-hmm. idea is it reminds me of what Condoleezza Rice said in the 2012 Republican convention. She says, if you tell people, give them a sense of aggrievement grievance that they've been wronged then they're going to have a sense of entitlement and so that's what's going on across this country and now it's supposed to be um there's no sense of justice they feel as though they've, they're entitled to just steal burn down do whatever they want to do hit somebody over the head with a skateboard and never have to suffer any consequences how do we restore restore law and order in america well well first of all uh, you got to change the indoctrination that occurs in our institutions, like mm-hmm. all of the education institutions and some of our religious institutions, and certainly in the corporate boardrooms, that that indoctrination has to change. The second thing is we've got to make sure down ballot that when you're electing uh, county attorneys and district attorneys that, that are supposed to prosecute the cases, you elect people who will actually prosecute cases. 
And um, and you need also elect city councils that will support police action. And and uh, this whole thing, though, is being done. This is the proletarian evolution of the communists who want mm-hmm. to take over this country today. And they're doing it just a little bit differently by by getting installing these people in positions so that they can uh, defy law and order. But you can't have freedom if you don't have law and order. So so we it, it is up to us to light the fires of freedom and defend freedom all across the country and stand up. And you're seeing that. You're seeing that now, Andrew. And a year and a half ago, uh, people were cowed, cowed a little bit. They were mm-hmm. afraid. And, and now you're seeing Minneapolis says, no, we want police back. Seattle mm-hmm. even is saying, well, wait a second. We don't want this, these Chaz creeps. Um, of course, uh, what can we say about San Francisco Bay Area? <laughs> yeah. that, they're, they're still nuts. What can you say? Are they, yeah. Yeah, they, and they you know what? They keep voting, and, and they keep voting for that insanity. There's a caravan on its way up through Mexico, Congressman, with another three thousand people. Of course, why wouldn't they come here? I mean, we heard that in New York today, they're going to pay seventy five thousand dollars to each person. I think it is, um, you know, because of Hurricane Ida. Um, that's going on. They're going to pay four hundred fifty thousand dollars to each person if they were separated from, you know, the families were separated in the Trump administration. So of course, I mean, you're you're going to dangle out money. They're going to keep coming um and and it's it's insane because these people get to come across they don't have to they don't have to be tested they don't have to get a shot yeah i mean these incentives that we we continue to provide um uh, you're going to get people you and i everybody responds to incentives i mean and, and these people they're, they're they they might be having a, a great life or a tough life it doesn't matter when you say okay we're going to get half a million bucks uh if you come up to the united states and you don't have to follow our laws well, I mean, a lot of people, literally tens of millions of people in the in the Americas are going to come. And you're going to have people from all over the world that are going to come. And these guys, this is an invasion. It's an Article 4, Section 4 invasion. And, uh, you know, Mayorkas needs to be impeached. Uh, Biden needs to be impeached. Uh, Harris needs to be impeached. These people are destroying our country mm-hmm. um, because they do not want us to be a sovereign, free uh, constitutional republic anymore. That's what's happening, right? And um, and it's that's an extension. You were just talking about how if you don't, you know, you to have freedoms, you have to have rule of law. Well, we don't have any rule of law right now in our streets going on in our justice system. Right. It's been corrupted. Uh, George Soros has has poured a lot of money into DA races because his organization, uh, the um, safety, he's got all the, a bunch of different groups under the. Uh, titles of safety and justice uh one of the quote of andrew andrea dual steals the president of one of his groups said the prosecutor exercises the greatest discretion and power in the system it's so important um but that's but it's also a part of our our rule of law what's going on at the southern border right and um yep. and they don't have to follow the rule of law the people that come here the very fact that they're they're coming here illegally shows that they're violating the rule of law um they get it, it, the it, it's so ironic too that the border patrol they've either got to take the jab or lose their job but they're there while the people coming across the border don't have to to uh, undergo the same requirement i mean it's 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 almost hard to put my brain around how far we've gone from the rule of law in this country and this really is um, the battleground is in our in our courts and in our justice uh, department, because at the same time, we've got this invasion of all these lawbreakers coming up in the southern border. We've got this crime spree across the country. Um, 
what's her face Kamala visited Jacob Blake in in the hospital today I don't believe she visited anybody that was mowed down by uh, the Waukesha domestic terrorist I don't believe that happened um, we still have people being held this this domestic terrorist who mowed down people like a bowling pin was out uh, uh, you know uh, as a violent criminal but we've got peaceful trespassers that have been held for 10 months in jail in solitary confinement as part of the January 6th crowd and you know i was disappointed when i watched some of the interview with trump last night and mark levin that trump did not come out against the mandates and he didn't mention the january 6 defendants your thoughts like the 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 i view the mandates as the ultimate symbol of the fascist state that we're becoming that to me is the ultimate example because it is my personal health choice that I make with my doctor. And you're saying, well, you know what, you got to get a mandate or we're going to take away your livelihood. That is absolutely outrageous. Number one, uh, number, number two, um, with regard to the January 6th defendants, we keep trying in Congress. Well, not, uh, not everybody, but there's a group of us that keep trying to get more information. We, uh, uh, and so, so we're working with Louis Gohmert and, mm-hmm. and Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene, who are putting together an affidavit. We just talked with Marjorie um, Friday uh, before, before we left town. They're putting together an affidavit. We're putting together, uh, trying to put together a, a um, I guess, a, a, I don't want, you hate to use the term dossier anymore, if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. yeah. let me just uh, kind of a, a, a a brief, let's say this, we're put, trying to put together a brief so we can go forward. We just met with one of the attorneys uh, also last Friday before we left town um, for four of those for, for those individuals. And Andrea, not only have they been held for so long, they've been tortured. They have, they have been, uh, they've received physical torture, mental torture. Um, uh, they've been deprived of, of, of normal uh, international, internationally recognized human rights as well as U.S. recognized human rights. That's what's going on. We're trying to uh, help and work on a brief on that because these people, we have to shine the light on this because uh, while in all these blue-run cities, as you say, they're letting violent criminals out. In all these sanctuary cities, they're letting criminal, violent criminals out. And, and these people, um, they're, they're keeping bound up and locked away in, in inhumane conditions. Well, it's um, uh, the left sees uh, Rosenbaum, the child rapist, and Jacob Blake and George Floyd as the heroes and the Kyle Rittenhouses and the peaceful protesters as they continue to double down that the greatest threat this country has right now is is angry white men and and white people in general as being the uh, the terrorist extremist. And um, we, we've got to have more people than just you and MTG and Gomer fighting on, on our behalf. And so hopefully we'll be able to add to um, the Freedom Caucus and those in Congress fighting for our freedoms. And I want to thank you for being here on this Thanksgiving week. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I appreciate all you do. Hey, thank you, Andrea. Have a happy Thanksgiving to you and your listeners, and also enjoy some donut pie, will you? Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Congressman. All, all right, right y'all stay, thank you. Y'all stay tuned. We got more coming up on the other side of the break. 
Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. You know who's looking good for 24? He's not perfect, but I got to give it to DeSantis because you're going to like this one, my dear. Um, Jen Psaki was all hysterical because uh, I guess... Let me guess, uh, she wants to circle back. No, no, uh, she doesn't have anything to circle back on. Uh, what she's upset about right now is that DeSantis, um, she's, she's attacking DeSantis because Disney in Florida is ending its jab mandate on its employees. Really? Yep. Um, Good for Disney. Yeah. Let's call it like we see it. Well, yeah. Well, um, you know, he did. He he signed four bills into law. That's right. They didn't go far enough, in my opinion. I felt like they were watered down and weak, um, but evidently not weak enough because one of the one of the major and biggest employers, if not the biggest employer in Florida, backed off. You know, I'll say this as of today, if the election were held today or, hey, this is who's running for the Republicans. I want DeSantis over Trump. Well, here's the thing. Do I have a soft spot in my heart for Trump? Well, do course. I do I like Trump? Absolutely. I like him. Because you know what? He did lose billions. This man put himself in the uh, the line of sight and the scope. Unnecessary of, strife. Uh, he didn't have to do it because he genuinely loves this country. But as, as you know, you longtime Andrea K. Show listeners know, I don't advocate for party or Paul politician. I advocate for ideas. My first and foremost priority when it comes to my politics is is the idea on which this country was founded. And I do not have emotional attachments to politicians. OK, there is not one now, nor has there been one that ever wrote a check for my rent, my mortgage, uh, you know, bought my groceries. There's no reason for me or anybody else to have an emotional attachment to somebody who is is uh, taken on a job and they either need to do the job for which they were hired or not. Or if there's somebody better that I think is more qualified or has a better take on uh, on how to implement the job, then, you know, there needs to be a competition for it. We say we're we're, we say we're about competition. Right. That's what we conservatives say. Let them, you know, right now it's no contest for me. There's not a competition. We've got Trump going out, pushing, you know, in an interview uh, liberal propaganda talking points so that he can claim success on the part of the shots. And that's not the Trump that ran in 2016. That's not the Trump that ran. And, um, you know, th- that's, you know, no, we need somebody who understands what's at stake and with the guts. Uh, and I also think that part of the problem is that Trump has too many non uh, conservatives in his circle. We need somebody that's uh, just call it like we see it, Andrea, that's pro freedom. Yeah. And um, DeSantis has still not been asked on what his plan would be to route out the deep state. I'd like to hear that answer. Yeah, we, you know, as of right now, he's running for reelection in Florida. But that's what I need to hear from anybody. And you don't wait until 2024 to tell me what the plan is. Because you've got to know. And he had to have known because I knew I said I said on election night. Actually, I said the night before, I said, let me tell you, if he wins tomorrow, you've got to adjust your expectations because he goes to D.C. facing two 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 opposition parties. There's a, he's not going to be get be able to get everything through. He's just not going to because he didn't have enough of a machine. Now is when you better be putting that machine together to take over the Department of Justice. You must go there without bringing on anybody that ever was ever an attorney 
at in the Department of Justice to nominate and put Bill Barr in. That's you know, you're not somebody you're not up for the job of routing out the deep state. I, I don't want my show to be all about anti Trump right now, but we've so let's flip it. I need whether it's Trump or DeSantis or anybody else running in 2024. I need you to tell me your plan to end the power that has been amassed at the CDC, the FDA and the NIH and how you're going to get rid of anybody who has been a part of that um, communist organization that is under the guise of science seeking to strip us of our medical autonomy, stripping us of our basic physical and medical rights. It's a dictatorship. It's it, it, Yeah. Within the, the within the CDC and the NIAID and the NIH and all the all the rest of them. I also need to know your plan for getting rid of. We've got one FBI whistleblower. How are you going to get rid of the other? What? Thirty five thousand employees, because 90 something percent of them voted and, and gave money to Hillary Clinton. That's not anybody that that should be trusted to be a part of our intel, our, you know, our, our top law enforcement agency. Right. Um, We still don't know who was this Ray Epps person was. We know the FBI uh, manufactured a kidnapping hoax on Christy Nome. We know that they were a part of the January 6th. We know that this this latest uh, anniversary of January 6th, there was more FBI people in the crowd than there was uh, rally people. I want to know what their plan is to restore the rule of law in the Department of Justice. I want to know who they're going to fire day one. I want the list. I, I and I want it publicly stated that the day I the day I'm inaugurated, here's who I'm firing. They need to fire people as quick as Joe Biden acts the pipeline. There was a video that was put out today um, that shows, uh, and I tweet, "My God, Capitol Police were beating Roseanne Boyland, and they told us all she died of a drug overdose. They won't even let her family have access to the complete autopsy. What is the January 6th committee doing to investigate her death? Nothing." The clock is ticking as the deep state gets deeper and wider and more entrenched and the sites against and, and, and the weaponized FBI and DOJ has expanded its net today. This January 6th committee is subpoenaing Roger Stone, Alex Jones, and I think one other person. No, it was Alex Jones and Roger Stone today. Um, Roger Stone's already been through enough. Um. Alex Jones, I, I I really don't care about either one personally. I don't really know either one of them. Um, but this is this is about both parties participating in weaponizing the government against its citizens. And until there's pushback, that net's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So I want to know of anybody who's running in 2022 to tell me what their plan is as a part of Congress to stop this. Um, Wyoming, by the way, um, has decided that their, their Wyoming Republican Party has decided they're not going to recognize Liz Cheney as a, as a Republican. How, my question is, why don't y'all go further and define actually what she is? She's a communist. Because you're either with us on the board of uh, uh, on the side of freedom, or you're not, or, or or you're on the or you're with the communist over there. And right now there she's is, with the communist. With where we're at right now in this country, there is no middle ground. She's hiding the FBI's role in January six. Whether or not this was a false flag, 
She's on, she's on board with going after the Roger Stones and not giving a crap about uh, who in the FBI, how they lied to the American people and said that a MAGA supporter had killed a, a, a Capitol Police officer with a fire extinguisher, which was a lie. They withheld that from the American people. They've evidently been withholding information. They said this woman died of a drug overdose when she apparently, evidently, according to this video, was beaten to death by the Capitol Police. Today, uh, you know, we had the force of you know officials within the government saying that this this uh, domestic terrorist who mowed down people like bowling pins on the streets was fleeing, being stabbed, which was you know untrue. So we've got we've got uh, the the media that's continuing to to push out lies that may change a little bit. Why do you think that? I'm curious. Well, it may change a little bit depending on any success. That Kyle Rittenhouse has uh, in in his defamation lawsuits. The uh, the new head of CNN, which was bought out by another company, he said today we might actually need to go back to reporting news on a news channel. What a well, that's a <laughs> brilliant concept. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Speaking of that, we've got uh, we've got a funny story coming out of Fox to share with you guys. Uh, so stay tuned. More Andrea K show on the other side of the break. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, speaking of crime waves across the, across the country, I, there was a video that went viral on a bus in Philadelphia where this Asian girl got beat up, got thrown, punched, thrown around, ended up being tossed on the floor and beaten up by uh, three black women. And Was this this past weekend? It was about a week and a half ago. There's just been so many stories, I just didn't have time to get to it. Um, and one of the first things I asked was, why didn't the men jump in and take care of that young woman and stop her from being beaten. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because that's what the left wants today's man to look like in America, to be effeminate, to be weak, to be sitting back, doing nothing to not only defend themselves or anybody else. That's been part of their long game, Andrea. Exactly. When what we needed in that moment and what that girl needed in that moment as she was being beaten up was a Kyle Rittenhouse. And if not a Kyle Rittenhouse, to be packing her own heat. And you know what? I'm almost at the point to where, well, no, I can't say that. I can't say that. We need concealed carry all across this country is what we need. And it's almost at the point to where it's so bad out there that that you uh, people are going to have to be thinking about whether or not they're e- e- going to still carry, even if it's not legal, because it's, it's getting so bad out there that, you know, what are you going to do? Allow yourself to be beaten to death? These are the choices that people are going to have to start making. I'm not advocating for anybody to break a gun law. Don't, you know, I'm just saying that I'm concerned that that's where we're going when, you know, when and, and people are just openly being beaten up and, and it's being videotaped. On a funny note. OK, so um, big news today. Jonah Goldberg and Stephen Hayes quit Fox News. Because they couldn't stand the disinformation campaign going on Tucker News, uh, t- uh, Tucker Carlson show. Do you know who Jonah Goldberg and Stephen Hayes are? Uh, Jonah Goldberg, yes, not yeah, the other one. Okay, um, a lot of people were like, "Who?" Jo- 
Uh, a lot of people do know who Jonah Goldberg was because he was from National Review and he was part of the Never Trumper movement back in 2016. Him and Katie Pavlich and others. Um, uh, but a lot of people were like, we don't even know who these two dudes were. I refer to them today as alleged contributors because even if you knew who they were, uh, where was the contribution, at least to anything that was, you know, anything that mattered? Well, Fox News came out with a statement today. A Fox News executive had said that the network had not planned to re-sign them as contributors when their contracts came up. So, so it was a case of, what? You can't fire me. I quit going on by a couple of uh, unknown hacks, at least to the most part. Fox News seems very disappointed in their Yeah, that gave me a chuckle today. Anyway, love you all. We'll be back tomorrow night with Nick Sandman's attorney. It will be interesting to talk to him about uh, whether or not Biden will be prosecuted. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. <laughs> 